Especially at least in, in competition, one hundred percent. Yeah. You just hit that recently too, right? Yeah. Uh, January eighth, last meet, uh, got six sixty one, third attempt, felt great. Uh, kind of looking forward to this next meet, next two meets. Hopefully, we can pull out seven hundred this year. That'd be yeah. nice. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. And six sixty one at what body weight? So I compete at one ninety eight. Uh, so 90 kg. I'm also a junior, uh, still 21. So I have till 24 to uh, to try and break some of those records. <laughs> that is impressive, dude. Well done, man. Well I done. Appreciate. It. I appreciate. It. Uh, definitely give all my credit to the gym, uh, gym and good coaching. Uh, definitely couldn't do it without all the nice equipment we got here. All right. So let's start off with how did you, since you're still young, and I mean you lifted, but I know you didn't. Really, probably lived in high school because where you were at, you were at you know Satsuma where you played a lot of soccer and you were a kicker for the football team and stuff. Um, so, kind of talk about you know where you came from with your lifting and stuff and uh, how you started to not where you are now because we kind of see where you're at now. But like, how, what got you from being the kicker and punter on the football team, playing soccer through high school? So when you were, I guess, maybe 19, and I'm guessing that's when you might start yeah. powerlifting, what was the transition and how was that? So I've played soccer since I was three. That was always my main sport, my true love, my passion. Um, what, just as I got What position on, you play in soccer? Uh, I was striker, believe it or not. Nice. I used to be a tiny little 160-pound kid. Um, I used to be super quick. Um, but just Satsuma, just different things going on kind of made me lose faith in team sports um but i always grew up with my dad being in bodybuilding in the 90s um him and all his buddies just got into it then so that's really what i wanted to pursue once i got out of sports was bodybuilding and it did not take me long to realize that bodybuilding sucks (laughs) 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 i really I started making crazy gains too, just newbie gains, and I was like, man, there's gotta be a sport just for strength, and I had no idea about powerlifting until I was about 17, 18, and from there on, I was doing like every single bit of gym bro research, doing the cookie cutter programs, the five by fives, five three one Wendlers, all that stuff. and I really started to notice, like, I had some potential. Uh, so I signed up for my first meet for December of 2019. No coaching, just all done by myself, cookie-cutter stuff. Uh, luckily, was able to find Ronald Tarvin, who was my first coach. He's a big name in the powerlifting world. Um, so found him. He reached out to me, actually, and really wanted to kind of work with me and being a young kid I was like stoked I was like heck yeah I want a, a professional coach like yeah. that's amazing so signed up with him after the first meet so also first meet um, 19 years old I competed 181 body weight then and pulled a 500 squat out so I thought that was that was honestly my kind of one of my proudest accomplishments just at 18 years old 19 19 181 no coach just kind of did everything myself so i was like i'll give myself a pat on the back for that i would agree with that i would definitely agree with that uh but yeah ron really helped me helped shape me into the lifter i am talk to him all the time still he's phenomenal coach if anybody's looking for a coach out there um but just as times went on i got stronger kind of learning my body more just change things up. Now I'm with a guy named Les Keys, and that's that's pretty much it. Like, started 19, and here I am. All right, let's talk about um, where are you now, and then we'll go back to like how you got. I know you talked about where you started, but then we'll talk about like the actual training and how it's changed and how you got to where you're at now. But tell everybody, you know, the records you have, kind of where you're at placement-wise in your division as a junior or even as an open athlete. Yeah. Um, kind of talk about all your lifts from squat, bench, deadlift. And we know your, your squat's your main thing. Absolutely. Let's just talk about, like, 
if you have any junior records, state records, all that good stuff. So right now, state-wise, I hold the 90 kg squat and total record for junior um, and I also hold the 100 kg squat and total record uh, I did a meet in August of 2021 where I competed at 100 kg um, and also right now I, my biggest record I'd say my biggest placement right now would be uh, so far 2022 I mean it's still only February I have the highest squat in the country right now and Yes. Um, so where would that be in open? So in open, I'm actually still not too, too far off. Yeah. Um, I think the top guy right now, he just broke it late 2021 um, with 822. And that's in the 90s? So yeah, yeah, 90 kg I mean, still. No, so, I mean, that's like 100 pounds, 120, 100. Yeah. So that's still not bad for open. And he just broke that record that was standing for a while. It was like right at 800 right under 800 i think yeah. uh, but that was kind of a longer standing record but just the way the my squat's progressing I, I just feel like that's hopefully i'll be able to accomplish the junior and the open squat world record yeah that'd be dope. yeah I'm, I'm currently in a four-way tie for fifth high squat and junior 90 kg history so like it's it's pretty crazy to see my name up there with like sean noriega john hack uh, Russell Orhe, yeah. like all those guys, is pretty insane. And uh, you probably, not to be funny or disrespect, but like when you go in to do your warm-ups and your squats, everybody looks at you like, what is this fucking guy going to do? <laughs> like, you don't look like you're going to squat. Like, I mean, you look like you probably can squat because how you're built with yeah. shorter stature, but like, you're not like John Hatt. You're not fucking just, not that those guys are roided out of their minds, but I mean, like, those guys are fucking jacked up. Yeah. You just look like a normal yeah. Normal guy. Like, not bad, but you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. You look, like a, you look like a guy that goes to the gym regularly, not not somebody that's going to set a state record. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, or compete for a national title. You yeah. Know, yeah. podium at an event. So, I'm a big car guy, and I absolutely love sleeper cars. I love station wagons with big motors, and I love to compare myself to a sleeper car. I kind of like the pudge. I kind of like looking unassuming and then coming in there and just kind of blowing everybody's look, mind. Looking like the... Um, know the honda civic that's going up against a uh, ferrari on the highway and then blows it out right? exactly yeah <laughs> that's uh, awesome so so oh yes that's your squat now how is uh what's your deadlift look like in juniors because i know your deadlift is not where it needs to be for a senior division absolutely or open whatever we should say but how does it look in the juniors man it's still, still good yeah for i would say for general population it's definitely or i shouldn't say general population your average junior power lifter it's maybe average a little above average but man there's so many deadlift specialists coming out now just out of the woodworks there's definitely guys in my age and weight group that are pulling like seven eight hundred pounds so that's kind of my biggest my weakest link for the big lifts um because you know most guys you want to have your deadlift more than your squat but i'm just man it's gonna the deadlift's gonna be an uphill battle i definitely don't have the greatest leverages for that lift but still made really good progress over the last few years um my personal best pulled in here uh was 623 i'd like to get around 650 by the end this year if not more um but that's definitely got to grow where does it need to be like you know you've still got a few years left in juniors where does it need to be for you to be competitive once you once you break into that senior category i would definitely say minimum around that 700 range um because like i said there are just absolute freaks out here pulling 800 getting close to 900 yeah. in this 90 kg so where wow. so here you go so where do you think you struggle at on the deadlift then because on the squat i don't think you really have a positional year you struggle at when i watch like you grind it out There's, i mean everybody has a sticking point but i don't think i've really ever seen you fail a squat when you're in here and deadlifts like i've seen so where do you think on your deadlift is your biggest uh, weakness? From the ground. Um, I had these short little T-Rex arms and then the pudge doesn't help. Yeah. That's kind of my downfall there. It's hard to bend down and then these big quads, like it's just kind of hard to get in position at the bottom, but. So more getting in that start position? Exactly. Well, how about, have you and your coach, do you do deficits at all? Absolutely. Okay, now so that'd be the biggest thing that I've, everybody I program for, is finding the right deficit because every deficit is going to be different so like me i like a super high deficit i need that super high deficit but aaron 
he's pretty good with a 25 or a 30. I think a th like a uh, 15 kg is kind of like his sweet spot where like that's the toughest. But he gets the most work out. You go higher, it's a little bit easier. Go lower, it's a little bit easier. But like the 33 uh, pound plate's kind of like his his spot. I just don't know if you found kind of like where your where that sweet spot is where it fucking sucks. Yeah. Because like you know because we used to change it every week, but then it's like you know you it gets easier, it gets it gets harder. So I've kind of figured out like where everybody's point is. You know, kind is of. Is that kind of like the, the ratio, like his leg strength to like the levers of his arms and whatnot, or is it just how do you? So for weight for his deadlift, I would definitely say. Um, his levers are not built for deadlifting like they are for squatting. Like yeah. his arms are super yeah. short, so it's like he really has a. And even though he's a shorter guy, like his legs are probably relative to his his, uh, his length for those limbs and levers. But his arms are super short, so he really has to pull that. I mean, if you stand up, you stand up weight. Like see his hands are like like if he can locks all the way, like they're like at his waist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like a conventional deadlift for him. Which he does is gonna be tough because like he's really having to pull that fucking ball. Yeah. Where most guys who are kind of built like Wade, you'll see do a sumo, um, just because it's a shorter pull. And you but, pull, you normally pull conventional. I do. Okay. But um, which you know I like conventional better too. But um, it's just you know with his le levers and his and his limb length, um, that's probably why he's not built for deadlifting. Where Ed Cohen's probably the same height as him. But his arms are as long as, like, Jordan Flint's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he can scratch his knees standing straight up. You know what I mean? So, like, his pool is not very long. No, yeah, but with that, with the, where you were talking about, like, with Aaron, with the deficit, where, oh. you, where you adjusted, like, what, you know, because there's not that, it's not a significant difference between, I'm, you know, I, I a 20, I, I, a 15, and a 10 I don't KG know, um, I'm sure there's some difference, like, if we would really look and, like, track the data on, like, limb length and lever length, but really it's more feedback. Like, hey, man, like, I remember Aaron a few weeks, months ago was like, hey, like the 55s don't really do it for me. Like it feels fine, but like the 33s are a bitch. So we're like, all right, let's do that. Yeah. And like with me, like going from like Olympic lifts, like snatching and cleaning off like 10 kilograms, 25 pound plates, 22 pound plates, I can pretty much do my max. Like it, there's not much of a difference. But then I go up to like a 20 or a fucking 25. Like that's a fuck. That's yeah. that's a big difference, you know. Or even like a deadlift, but like I'm going off of that. It's not as big of a deal. Or like it's the same thing with like the strongman, with like with rack pulls. I mean, there's gonna be a position on a rack pull. Like, is it at your knee, below your knee, right above your knee? That's like, that's where you fucking struggle at. Like with like Tyler, he has the positions where the guys are a lot stronger than him on deadlifting, but when they have the like the car deadlifts or the funky deadlifts that aren't a true deadlift, he trains a lot on those weird positions, so he can grind through those. Where the guys who are super strong on deadlift, they can just deadlift a lot. Absolutely. And he beats the hell out of those guys. Can deadlift like 100, 200 pounds more than like Tyler can maybe deadlift 650. I think. I don't think he's at seven. But like when he goes to the funky, like the weird instruments, he can just he keep can going. grind through that. Yeah. When those guys don't train like that, yeah. they're not grinding through. The same thing of like grinding through like mid shin, mid knee, above the knee, off deficits. Like you have to find where you struggle at, and you really have to mm -hmm. hit that. Not so much going into competition. I would say so much because you don't want to get too far away from the competition lift. But definitely on auxiliaries, yeah, or something exactly. like that. Um, so, but now let's talk about your bench. So bench, I used to consider that my weakest link, but now working with less, God dang man, yes, he has helped me with so many cues, um, just getting in better positions. I mean, he's got a few athletes that bench crazy. He just had a dude bench 600 raw, which is, I mean, that's an impressive feat, that's no matter what weight class you're in. That's a lot of weight. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, how many people can squat 600 raw in here? A couple, maybe. Dude, uh, yeah, probably a handful. It's, but it's weird yeah. to me talking about that type of stuff because like, it's weird hitting those higher numbers because to me, it just it's just weight. Like yeah. it's it doesn't seem like it's because crazy you, weight. Until you go to like a Globo gym and you're working out at Club Four, <laughs> if this is shut down or something, and you're doing stuff, people just looking at you weird, right? Oh yeah, I mean I. Like a few months ago, I was in the YMCA squatting like 555 for reps and had the whole gym like staring me down. And it's like, that's honestly why I like it here because, you know, I can, I'll still get a few 
looks or stares or whatever but for the most part nobody yeah nobody, really yeah, nobody even, cares even like even the little kids now the kids class they're used to people lifting heavy exactly like they're just yeah they're used to seeing that exactly like it's it's nice to normalize being strong yeah like sure. that's why i like it here like nobody's putting anybody on a pedestal it's like yeah. you're still coming in here grinding like i come in here thinking everybody's stronger than me yeah. every day yeah no, for sure. that was one of the things that drew me here um when i when i was just coming in with a buddy at the time you know, the, the crossfit gyms i'd been at i was you know if not the strongest like the next strongest guy um and it was yeah, like i knew what my numbers were and i was like i mean yeah i'm, I'm strong for a crossfitter but you know by comparison, my numbers are not, you know, yeah. they're nowhere near state record, you know, national championship stuff. So coming in here and then like, you know, it's, it's, it's said in so many different ways. Like, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, hang out with millionaires, you'll start to figure out how you want to be strong. You have to be hang strong. out around strong guys and you're going to get stronger. Absolutely. And like just, just different disciplines of strength too. Yeah. And different styles of strength. So for instance, like, let's see, how am I going to put this? Like, like Cody, Cody squats pretty wide for being a shorter guy, but yeah. he can get really low. He has good hip mobility. Me and you, Bacon, we squat. I feel like normal width, not super wide. I mean, maybe if we're going like you widened mine a little bit. Maybe when we, I started working with maybe you. Maybe if we go but super heavy, like true, like like we're just trying to get to ninety, we'll go wider. Yeah. But pretty much, we're close stance squats. Weight super fucking close stance. <laughs> Um, some of the strongmen are wide. Yeah, I would never teach anybody to squat your stance. But <laughs> for you, it works, so don't ever change it. So, like, and like Aaron, uh, Andrew's pretty wide. Yeah. But, like, just taking different cues from different people and seeing how things feel and trying them out and see if they work. Same thing on deadlift. Like, when I deadlift, it's pretty much like a stiff leg deadlift almost. Like, I mean, I have a slight bend in my knees and yeah. leg, but, like, when I pulled 715 raw, no straps, no belt. Pretty much no warm up on, you know, an, on an axle bar. I was here that night. It was almost like it was basically stiff leg, you know. Yeah. Um, but then you have other people like I don't know, like you wait, like you almost start like I feel like in your squat stance, like you're higher, but like you're not ass isn't so high. Like so, you squat more like you're trying to pull it. More. Yeah, for sure. So, so I kind of like I squat down to the bar, and then uh, as I start to pull that tension out of that deadlift bar, that's whenever I start to bring the hips back. Uh, pull the tension out and then I shove my hips back in yeah. uh, but they're not going nowhere near as deep as whenever I'm initially going down to get a hold sure. of the bar. And then you have like you know Josh, those other guys who do more sumo style and you know so you get bit, you get cues from everybody who's doing something in here and you just have to people have to realize when it comes to strength when it comes to sports performance, powerlifting for anything, anything in life really you have to take bits and pieces from everybody and everything to keep learning and evolving you just can't stay one path yeah. the entire time, you say one path you might as well fucking retire because you're never going to get better, exactly. you're stuck in the mud after a couple yeah, and you'll months only, yeah. you'll only get good at that one specific thing exactly, um, I mean that's what absolutely pisses me off is talking to people who aren't in this realm, are new to this realm and you start telling them numbers and they're like, oh my God, you're so young, and they kind of expect to hey, be Kaden, hitting these certain numbers. But in reality, time. it's like I've been doing this in developmental stages. So Two I mean, I've I've been doing this, and my body's been developing to do this. Yeah. So it's like I've been doing it for like three years now. Um, it didn't come overnight. I definitely have great squat and leg genetics. Um, but which, is, which is a lot of it. Like absolutely. Genetics definitely plays a key. I mean, like you were talking about my squat stance. I'm right there with you. I'm not going to recommend that to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's the main reason I can't do sumo. I just, my hips do not go wide. Like, yeah. I can't sit with my legs crossed. I haven't been able to do that since I was a kid. Like, it's, <laughs> it is definitely just genetics. Like, I was built to squat. Yeah. Well, let's absolutely. talk, well, let's get into that then before we get into the next thing. Um. Let's talk about your squat stance. We'll have like a video or something of you <laughs> squatting right here. All right. What um, the super close. And if you don't, if you if the video is not playing right now, if you're into powerlifting, Wade kind of pretty much squats like a lot of the really strong female powerlifters. Not the like heavy weights, but like the middle weights, like super close stance, vertical but still a low bar, like very. Very hard position to get into, but like yeah. he smokes feet, feet's more under his hips. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I, like I mean, it's, it's like he's standing at a urinal to pee and he doesn't want to touch <laughs> anybody else's feet. That's how close his feet are. Absolutely. So let's talk about that and how you develop that stance and you kind of figured that's how it worked for you, even though 
people are like, why the fuck do you squat like that? That's <laughs> stupid. Oh, you get so much more weight if you went wider, but it works for you. Why would you change it? Just get better in that position. Right? Exactly. Um, that's what I think most people need to realize. Like, yes, it's great to take cues from other people, but at the end of the day, you should be trying everything to figure out yeah. what's comfortable for you, what works best for your body, yep. your leverages. Yep. So I... I was also the weird kid playing soccer my whole life. I just had developed legs and, you know, you're in high school, everybody's like, oh, I don't want to squat, I don't want to do legs. And I was the dude who's like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to like just embrace it. So I was squatting way more than anybody was. And so just, I think just through high volume, I was able to just develop what I like more. And then with no coaching, I'm just, like I said, looking on YouTube, reading all these articles from other big lifters, other big coaches. Like, you know, I, I started out like Louis Simmons, like wide as I could fucking get and like trying to sink it. And I was like, this isn't going to work. And I literally just kind of started from there and started walking my feet in more and more and more until I'm where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask that. So you more or less you found your squat stance versus working with a coach yes 100 percent um and most all the coaches i've had so far have kind of been the same way of like look you're weird but it obviously works so we're gonna leave it uh if it ain't broke don't fix it absolutely yeah because that's kind of you know like people with your squat you were born to squat and you kind of figured your squat you got your stance and like that's your thing um, and that's kind of like me with my deadlift. Like, I don't train my deadlift. Never, I mean, I deadlift, but I do do it for Olympic lifting and just for CrossFit when I did. But I could deadlift. I remember at the Y, I did like 620 for a double when I was 16 or 17. Like, I could always just deadlift. Like, and it's like almost, literally almost like a stiff leg. Like, my legs are bent, but like, I am not starting in a good position. I just rip it off the ground, a lot of back. But like, it works for me. So, why would I change it? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, why would I try to get lower? go wider like my feet are pretty much as close as yours when you squat like i'm close my index fingers are on the smooth like i'm barely grabbing the knurling and i'm just trying to get the least range of motion out of the bar as possible while standing all the way up exactly and when something works and you're trying to change it then you have all that crap going on in your head all that noise it's like oh no i gotta keep my back this way and my feet and then it messes up your lift just because you you can't concentrate on the lift no for sure so Talked about your squat. Let's take a quick break. And we're back. So, thanks for the word sponsors, our fake sponsors. So, <laughs> wait. So, we talked about squatting. We talked about where you came from, how you got there, positions, all that good stuff. Now, let's talk about programming and, like, what do you think really got you Besides just literally every day you come in here and you grind and you, and you go as hard as you can and you show emotion and you give effort, how the programs have changed slowly over the years, even though you've only had really two coaches, but like kind of the progress of what really got you strong, like your base, strength, what built your base, and it's like, all right, now I'm strong, now I'm going like 500 like weekly on squats to all right, now I'm doing 600 weekly on squats so now, like, I mean, probably all your working sets for sure are 550 to 620, I'm guessing. Unless you're doing, like, 10s, which I don't think you're doing 10s. Yeah, no, you know for sure. I mean? I, yeah, I don't touch anything now below 450, yeah. um, and that's even on, like, volume stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely say to begin it all is just classic 5x5. Five five. I feel like that's really what – that gives everybody, I feel like, the best foundation just – five by five going up five to 15 percent a week in your yeah. lifts um but really for me and it's different for power lifters some power lifters can run crazy high volume and it works good for them some dudes will come in and like literally just do a heavy single a week like that's a popular thing deadlift once a week and you yeah. just go for a new one rep max every week or just a heavy single let's get a quick plug real quick like weights at five by five if you want a badass five by five we can give it to you email us comment down below all of our athletes do it at least twice a year yep. and it's our base program for any programming that i do it doesn't matter if you're powerlifter weightlifter strongman fitness whatever you're gonna do you're gonna have some sort of five by five base program that we give you and literally after those four to six weeks depending how long we make you run it 
you are strong as fuck. You are going to be <laughs> sore as fuck the first week and a half. Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> we, we really pushed it. We took the Bill Star 5x5, five five and we modified the percentages to fit kind of what we want nowadays because we know what people can handle and what they want. Because over the years, people, like, it's like the four-minute mile. Once that barrier is broken, everybody's doing it. And everybody can more. do it, yeah. So, like, we raise the percentages slightly because everybody's getting stronger just as a society and can push a little bit harder than people that want it. So if you want that program or you want to get custom programming or whatever, holler at us. And we definitely, that is definitely the first four to six weeks you're going to do. And it's going to suck. But guaranteed by that third week or fourth week, say um, your 90% is like 500, you'll be able to do that for five reps without a doubt. That's how it works literally for everybody. That's how it's worked for us. All right. Selfish plug. Now, absolutely not. But um, <laughs> totally worth it. Everybody do it. Back, back, and like I said, like or just if you don't want to do that, just Google Bill Star. I mean, that's the classic five by five, and you can just don't Google Bill Star. Just contact Jay. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, let's get back to that. Talk about training. Um. So yeah, I've kind of done a little bit of low volume, high volume. Definitely found that high volume works. Um, I have kind of starting to dip the toes in the water of conjugate now. Um, but for me, I definitely say it's absolutely essential to have early high volume blocks just to, because I've had meets where if I didn't run low or run high volume, I'm, I'm like burnt out, backs cramping on the bench and then deads are absolutely trash because my back's ruined just from bench like it's it's one of those things like i have to have that volume just to put up with meat day loads like and here's something too i think with your talking about volume with you being younger i think everyone needs to do volume at some point especially if you're say you start training at 13 like i did 12 i started training when i was 11 but like you need volume you have to build that base up and once you hit puberty through about 25 for me it was about 27 but from that time like you're releasing so much testosterone growth hormone igf igf by hitting so much volume intensity you can recover from fucking anything Absolutely. so you need to hit the volume at a younger age to build that base up because once you hit about 27 like i did i couldn't handle the volume like i used to even though i did all the crossfit all stuff like i had to take the volume down and that's when i went more towards a conjugate system so I could still do some volume once or twice a week, but then I did more max effort lifting with drop sets, and that seemed to really work for me. And I think with you, Wade, still being young, you can handle volume, but with your numbers getting to the point where they are, especially on your squat, maybe not so much on your bench, but definitely on your squat and possibly your deadlift now, you're going to have to do more max effort work with drop sets and then do your volume on the other days. And your volume might not be 5x5 five five anymore. It might be eight triples, 10 triples, 12 triples, 15 triples to get the same amount of volume in, but you're moving such a load now that the intensity is higher, so you, you have to manipulate it to where, well, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna have the high volume where I want higher intensity? How can I manipulate this to get the same amount of volume in when I kill myself? Because a five by five at 600 pounds is gonna fucking suck. But, <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, you, if you do eight triples at 600 or six triples, probably handle a lot better you know what i mean yeah for sure and that's exactly where we're at right now like i just took 540 this week for like six sets of two like yeah. it's it's just one of those things where it's you have to find that sweet spot as that strength goes up to where you're not just absolutely burning yourself out and not being a power lifter anymore yeah because um, i mean you can still keep the volume but you just have to figure out where to keep it and how to keep it healthy exactly because you don't like i've realized with me, like I'm probably gonna get back to some five by five soon, but I just can't handle the volume, and I probably have to work back up to that because I haven't done volume in the past three years, really. In volume, I mean, like my old volume was like two crossfit workouts a day, then a true strength program. I did crazy volume, and now it's like one workout a day, maybe with like a couple sets of two or three. So I really need to build my volume back up to get my base to where it needs to be. But it's finding the right, the right groove, the right the right spot that works for you because like I said everybody's different like a female she can do volume for years and lift heavy because they just recover way faster than we do but I'm sure once you hit 25 weight you're gonna be like fuck I can't I, I can't oh. I can only do like triples once a week I can't do triples two times a week you know yeah for sure that's um that's also the biggest kind of key for this year is just realizing that these numbers are going up i'm not getting any younger i know i'm still 21 but it's like 
you if you want to be competitive in this sport for a long period of time, you have to take recovery seriously and then also just your warm-ups. Like I can't stress to people enough how important your warm-ups are. I used to just kind of half-ass my warm-ups all the time. Hey Kyle, just text me next week so I know like what days and how to program it first time. Okay. Once y'all figure out game schedule and practice okay. or whatever. Probably uh, Monday. I, I you. You're good. But yeah, so like I would always like half-ass warm-ups, and then now as weights get bigger, you definitely can't because I've definitely put stuff out of place, kind of injured, tweak stuff, whatever. And it's just so now it's all about for this year at least it's all about staying healthy developing more mobility and then also just developing joint health because i'm not trying to blow out knees and shoulders and stuff well let's talk about recovery Absolutely. let's talk about recovery too because i think you have a good insight like i think a lot of powerlifters now you um they're chiropractors or massage therapists that's kind of like the cool thing to do and you're actually that's what you do for a living you're a massage therapist yeah so let's talk about how you can use that to your advantage, not only for yourself, but for other athletes, because you know what they're going through and you can find spots like, hey, like if someone has a nod in their shoulder from squatting, oh, it's right here because they put the bar here, vice versa. Like kind of talk about how you use your your work back, like your how you make your money to help yourself recover and uh, other athletes get the recovery. So I actually contribute a lot of what I learned in massage school to my progress in the gym, just, from anatomy and kinesiology standpoint, I mean, it's it's hard to move weight and get stronger without a true understanding of your body. So I'm constantly working on people every day. So I'm hands-on. I know where muscles are. I know how they react to certain stimuli. I know people's movement patterns that cause certain problems. So that's kind of what I'm constantly thinking of if I ever have anything injured or I'm working with somebody injured we're going through all these tests trying to pinpoint if it's a muscle group or a specific tiny muscle in that muscle yeah. group so it's really just it, I'd say it's a big advantage with trying to help people recover is just you know a lot of times with the body is you may feel pain in one spot but it's actually being referred from somewhere else i mean everybody has this upper back pain in today's society just from looking at a computer screen leaning over and stuff and they're like oh my back my back i need you to work on my back and 99 percent of the time it's because their pecs are over tight because you're like this all yeah. the time you develop this tight pec and yeah, it just on, pulls all your back musculature on, apart on your phone too much at the gym when you should just be spying <laughs> yeah exactly Guilty. Instagram <laughs> well, like, I mean, like you said, I think, you know, people think if their lats hurt or their quad hurts or something's hurt, they, and the same thing with me, with my athletes, something's weak or something, they want to go right to that area rather than thinking, well, what is cause, what's the causing that, causing it to be weak, causing it to be injured? It's not the actual muscle or the joint or the area. There's something else that's streaming down river from, you know? So to use you, for example, I mean, before everybody knows now you've had your surgery you had a torn labrum for months and months and months before you actually got it checked out we were checking out your shoulder and we found a problem in your bicep so like we were hitting that hard and then come to find out you had a torn labrum well it's referring to your bicep because the long head of the bicep attaches to the lateral aspect of that labrum so it's like things refer just because you feel pain somewhere doesn't mean it's necessarily there it can yeah. just be coming from somewhere oh, else for sure and i think that's the biggest thing people need to realize either you know in this atmosphere of training or sport or life in general if you're like let's take the average joe for instance say your back hurts because you're sitting down all day or you're in a truck you drive a lot for work well is it really your back or is it your hamstring say cross up into your back you know yeah lower cross syndrome that's so, what we call it so it's like well let's not worry about your back let's try to get your hamstrings and i guarantee your back will be better and if that, that and if that doesn't work then we can go try something else you know yeah like we have um who has some stuff in here i'm trying to think of one of the kids who's had some issues and we fix it so like uh parker he has a real bad back he's a baseball player and um super tight hamstrings super tight hips ankles very tight kid and um, he's had back issues. So we've really gotten more flexible, more mobile, and it's helped. His back still hurts him, but at the same time, it's not as bad as it used to be because we're slowly getting him more flexible, more mobile, and now strengthening him in the back into those vulnerable positions where he was before, like squatting, like really rounded over like this, 
deadlifting, same thing. So now he can get those positions better so he can stress them a little bit more as long as he continues to hit the mobility, flexibility, things like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say for most people dealing with that lower back pain, it's going to be weak hamstrings, over tight lower back, um, over tight quads, and underactive abdominal muscles. Um, it's it's literally as simple as that. And people, same thing. They want to complain about this back pain. I want to help my back, hit my back, whatever. And it's it's like really, we should be hitting your quads. You should be doing more hamstring curls. You should be doing more deadlifts. You should be doing things to strengthen the weakened muscles. It's your body's in a constant state of tug of war. Yeah. Also, I think a good way to put it, like if anybody doesn't really understand that and they want more of a uh, real, not real world example, but like the fucking popular guy who talks about is the knees over toes guy now, right? Yeah. Ben Patrick. Um, like he straight up says, like, I mean, he took all this stuff from literature and kind of made it his own, but it's like he stresses the fuck out of the knee. Yes. Weekly, daily, from plyometrics to uh, the A to G lunges. And then he hits a lot of hamstring, hip flexor, and I mean, it helps people's knees. And exactly. he does it in a smart way. He, he li- read the literature, like, this is what we need to do. Let's bring it back. Because people don't want to talk about, oh, we can't stress the knees. We we jump too much. Our knees don't need to go over our toes. Well, if you're mobile, they need to go, they need to go over your toes anyways. Now, if you're super tight and flexible, then I get not going over your toes because that's a, you know, a compromised position. But the more mobile we get, we want the knees to go far, far, far over Exactly. Toes. It's it, like you said earlier, working with Parker. It's You want to strengthen those weak positions. I mean, what the fuck are you doing if you're in here quarter squat and then you go to a meet and try to do a full depth squat and then you blow your knees out? Because they're, yeah. not, they're not prepared for a load at that angle. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's think. Uh, have you any injuries bacon recently besides your wrist that you can think about? Things you had to hit that all of a sudden helped whatever the injury was, but you didn't actually hit. You know, the, where the, the body hurt. Yeah. So um, when I injured my hip, I mean it's been what three years, three four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing that strongman meet, um, and it was a, it was you know the pain was definitely radiating from the hip, like right where it, right where the hip meets the low back. Um, but it was it was way more um, like working knees and hamstrings, uh, like you know, really trying to work on the flexibility of my knees, hamstrings, and then um, a lot of it too, like uh, paying attention to my feet. Yeah. You know, like you know, I'm 42. You know, I'm one of the older the older athletes in the gym. Yeah. Um, and just you know the recovery and then you know really taking care of my feet, like yeah. You know, uh, massage gun on them, the car buffer, uh, the yoga toes. Yeah. Um, you know, sleeping with them elevated, just trying to take as much stress off of them as I could. Yeah. I noticed it helped my squat, um, the hip, any of the, the, like where that, you know, because I drive a lot for work. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can always tell when I'm getting tight, like that hip will start acting up again. That, that same exact spot that I injured. Um, and so, you know, then, you know, spend a lot of extra time, you know, warming up, but it's, it's really um, what, what helped fix it was, um, you know, working the hamstrings and uh, the, the GHDs. Reverse hypers, yeah. like it alleviates so much stress for me. Yeah, um, you know, just and it helps strengthen it up. So then it's not as it doesn't recur as often. Yeah, you know, like I've got to spend a whole week driving around, like long. Yeah, know, every drive's like over an hour. That's when it'll really start to flare back up. And to add to that, for the people who don't understand, like if you're if you have a job where you're sitting or driving a lot, if you want to like anatomically look, if you're sitting. Your hamstrings are stretched. They're in a compromised position where they're elongated. The quads are shortened. They're tightened. So, I mean, that's where you develop a lot of these problems if you sit a lot because you're you're literally for hours a day, you're essentially letting your quads build up tension and you're pulling your hamstrings apart. And it's, you're you're pulling your hips down in an anterior plane. So oh, it's, yeah. And, and then that little car I drive for work, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm basically like this. I'm not even, you know, in a, in a good sitting position. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, I get done with the drive, and I'm just oh, my gosh. Yeah. My chiropractor tells me, he's like, dude, he goes, if it's an hour, get out and walk around for five minutes. Please do 10-minute walks a day. Do something. Don't sit for prolonged periods of time. Just get up and move. I promise you, it doesn't take much to feel better if you're suffering from something like this. Yeah. All right, so we talked about some injury prevention stuff just now. We talked about your training, where you're at, where you started. Now let's talk about where. what are your, what are your goals. So you're 21. You have three more years in the junior division, right? 
2024s, you said? Yeah. So what are your, what are your long-term goals for when you do your first senior open uh, meet in five years, four years from now? That like, So those are your long-term goals. Short-term goals is what do you want to accomplish in the junior division for the next three years? So I really feel like to be competitive – um, and that's that's a big goal. If I don't hit the numbers I want in juniors, it's whatever. But if it's enough to become competitive whenever I come out of juniors, that's the biggest thing for me. Because like, I, I want to be a lifetime athlete in this sport. Yeah. Um, so coming out of juniors, I really, really, really would like to squat 800, bench 405, and get in like that 750 range in the deadlifts. Um, if I can do that, I will be stoked. Yeah. Um, but long, long-term goals, really, I mean, honestly, it's a very arrogant statement, but it's it's to beat John Hack, the, yeah. the GOAT right now. Like, I, if I can do it, like, I, I want to try. Like, it's it's kind of pointless to not to not, be in a sport and not try and beat the top dude. So what what are his numbers? Or what were his numbers in the 90s? Because I think he's what? Is he one? So he just did this last meet at 100 kg. He didn't. I think something happened with his cut, or he wasn't feeling comfortable. So he just did 100 kg instead of cutting down to 90 kg. But his last meet, I think it was like a 2200 pound total or something like yeah. that. Like, dudes, uh, I had a, like a high 700 squat, a high 500 bench, like, and then a high 800 deadlift. But I mean, dudes, 90 kg and in the gym is bench 600 and deadlifted. I think he's pulled 904 now, um, but I mean he's—I mean he's just an absolute freak. Yeah. But that's also what he does full time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, actually, he—he, he, as far as I know, he actually still has a job because oh, really? he says he's like he'd get bored if all he did was power lift. I, I kind of <laughs> agree with him. Like, dude, it takes a workout like a long workout. It's like three hours. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with the rest of my day? <laughs> no, I feel you on that. So those are your long-term goals. Beat him. What um? Who else is up and coming in the division that you could see like once you guys get to see? Because you never know. There could be some eighteen-year-old freak who comes out when you're twenty-five that does great stuff. But like right now, who are like the t- couple guys like you could see once you become twenty-five and John Hack may be out of there. Maybe he's hundred or he's one or not. Whatever the divisions are, like he he keeps getting bigger because he's getting older. What um? Who are going to be the couple guys you think? that are going to kind of try to run that class in the next four or five years. Dude, the 90 kg class is ridiculous right now. The one dude who so far has competed this year that has just put up ridiculous numbers, he's about to come out of the juniors, though. His name is Benjamin Poor. This dude just competed, like, this month or last month, I think, and had, like, an 1,800-pound total, like, squatted 650. His bench was in the 400s, and he's a big deadlifter. Um, there's – I'm definitely going to have my work cut out for me as, like – I like being a big squatter, but at the end of the day, like, it's powerlifting. It's not a squatting yeah, competition. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's – I definitely – as far as, like, my lifting class right now, I'm, like – I'm definitely ahead of everybody on squat, but it's like, I might be ahead of everybody on squat, but like there's 10 people who are ahead of me on deadlift and there's yeah. probably 20 people ahead of me on bench. Yeah, like yeah, it's, I need you far enough ahead to make up for Exactly. And how much do you weigh normally? Are you like right around 90 or do you have to cut? So, I, I've cleaned up the diet a lot. Uh, used to walk around at like 215, 210, 215, and then do like a start kind of like tapering down in weight, getting closer to meat, and then like maybe cut five pounds like water weight if I needed to. Yeah. But so now that I've really started watching the weight and the diet and getting the supplements I need, you know, I just got some blood work done. So yeah. we're cleaning everything up. Um, I've been really ever since the last meet men fluctuating between 198 202 so that's uh that's what i really that's like not is that big to, of a cut that's like a five pound absolutely not like four pounds if i'm 202 i would say the biggest thing for me just looking is definitely be putting more muscle mass on your upper body for your bench and your deadlift like your upper back but like not getting to the point where you can't lose the weight exactly you don't want to go into a meet and have to cut all your water weight but then all of a sudden you're dehydrated you're fucked Exactly. Even though you have a, like a two-day weigh-in or one day, however the weigh-ins work, I know they're different. Like you have a day to recover, but I mean you don't want to. It be, still you, sucks. You don't want to stress <laughs> out about losing ten pounds when 
you do a five, like a four pound, five pound water cut, but you now have like you do a DEXA scan or something, and you have instead of having say, for instance, example, 100 pounds of muscle, now you have 110 pounds of muscle. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know you're gonna continue to get strong because you can. You have you have that area to gain the weight without. Fuck it, I can't lose weight anymore because I've put too much muscle on. Exactly. I mean, that's where I'm at now. I definitely, like, we've talked about the pudge already. Um, I definitely want to kind of do, like, that slow transition to, and I'm actually accomplishing it right now of just, like, the muscle mass going up, fat content going down, but I like staying around this, um, like, just this 200-pound you know area so that way i can kind of just like lean out but keep the muscle mass and kind of eventually get to where all these other big lifters are at where they're they're walking around maybe at like 210 215 super lean but then they cut down to make water or to make weight but it's like it's it's kind of pointless to me in my head like i'm kind of cheap myself i'm just gonna stay fucking fat and then cut weight whenever i can you know whenever you can just be lean be like yeah. overweight and lean and then cut down like it's power to weight ratio essentially no for sure because i'm the same way because i'm thinking about I'm, as i get back into it, i need to get in shape again like i've done two years of the 109 and like oh great we're gonna start crossfit workouts <laughs> start crossfit workouts but just like, all right, if my shoulder's finally healthy and I can actually push it again and get strong again. Because it's been about a year and a half, two years of bicep pain and shoulder pain nonstop. I haven't really been able to train. It's, if I've trained, it's been between 50 and 80%. I've never really been able to go 100 on something long-term for the past year and a half, two years. So maybe trying to cut down to 102 because the Olympic weight classes are changing and then 102 is kind of now the standard for getting on a Team USA or whatever like 109 people will do it but it's like the competitions like may not be as good right and like yeah i would like to go win a national championship i've got silver before and bronzes before the three years i've done it hurt but it's like if i get a gold that'd be great to be a national championship champion but if i'm the only person that's really doing it and like i follow myself on every lift like is that really fun so like if i drop down to 102 like you said try to cut some weight and like compete and it's like you got some heavy hitters in the 102 now. Like West Kid supposedly is coming back. It's like, fuck, how are you going to get the 102? That's what I want to know. Because, dude, you got to be like 120 right now. But like, he gets the 102, then, all right, well, he's there. There's um, The guy who won nationals this past year is pretty good. He's a legit 102. He's not a 105, 109. Like, he probably weighs 105 and cuts a couple pounds. Like, but with me, it's like, whew. I got, I'm like 110, 112. Like I got some weight I got to lose, but it'll give me the opportunity to train hard, get back in shape, and just focus on hard training, diet like you were talking about, cleaning up diet, and just volume, getting fucking back after, you know? Yeah, man. <sighs> what about you, Bacon? What's uh, next for you as we uh, wrap up the podcast training-wise? How's your wrist going? And Man, wrist finally, finally feels good. Um in the big lifts, you know, getting back under snatches, being able to get the full depth. Um, this week started feeling good uh, with cleans again. Like, I'd been able to hit some, but then, like, a couple days later, they, it would, you know, I'd go to do a clean, and it would just aggravating again. Uh, so it's finally feeling like it's, you know, on the road to recovery. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you know, still taking it easy as far as, like, you know, just easing back into it because yeah. – I mean, honestly, some of it's still mental too. Like, oh, just, yeah. you know, I've been I've been nursing it for the better part of three months now. Yeah. Um, so just not wanting to rush it. Um, but we've got you know missing out on the Arnold next week uh, because of the wrist, and then we talked about the one in April. Well, there's one in April. Uh, so like we're talking about trying getting you couldn't compete with the Arnold because your wrist, and then there's a meet in April in Pensacola. But I'm going to this weekend or next week. We're going to post a meet. For May at, here at AMP. Oh, then let's do that one. And then we'll do another one in August. But hopefully for May, I don't know when Master. I know Nationals is in June or July. So maybe if your wrist is better, we can get you out there. Um, I know Ryan and Tristan, are, like their total is total for Nationals. I'm pretty sure your total is for Nationals, uh, qualifies already. Get y'all. And then Thomas, I want to get him to Dude. where we can take a whole crew to Atlanta this year. So yeah. it's only a five-hour drive to the American Open, get everybody there tra- uh, competing. You, Thomas, Tristan, Ryan. I'm trying to think if we have anybody, I mean me, five. Um, 
see, I'm trying to think if anybody else that really is at that level right now. I think that's, but five, I mean, maybe I could talk Cody into it since it's in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. But, like, get us five to all go to Atlanta and compete um, at the American Open would be pretty sick, you know. Absolutely. For sure. So, hopefully we can get your wrist better for that. Um, but let's wrap this thing up. Wade, where can everybody find you? Instagram, TikToks, Facebook, whatever you got. Man, I'm a Zoomer. I don't really mess with a lot of the social media. You can get me on Instagram. kind of going through a little bit of radio silence because the last meet didn't go how I wanted. So, and as he says, it didn't go how he wanted, but he had an all-time PR squad. Squad at <laughs> 661, but it didn't go how he wanted, folks. Hey, man, you got to hold yourself to high standards <laughs> or you're not going to make it anywhere in this sport. It, was it a PR total? For 90kg, yeah, so it 1575. PR, so it was a PR total, but he didn't get what okay. he wanted. So I want people. Okay, so so hold on. What what didn't go the way you wanted? So it was switching to less, um, and then me being me and testing things out. I was like, you know, I don't want to run volume for this. Like I want to just focus on like heavy singles, and we'll do that. And so it came back to bite me in the ass because first bench attempt, bench cramp, our back cramped up. We were able to recover, hit second, third, cramped up again. So I, I hit my top, my third attempt, but jumped the rack command because of back cramp. So, you know, I didn't get all the weight I wanted on bench. And then we make it to deadlift open with like 584. Back didn't feel great. Pulled the second attempt at like 617, I think, something like that. 610, 617. Um, got hit with soft knees on the lockout, so no lift. And then third attempt was not even close, like barely got it off the ground. Like it's just, gotcha. it's one of those things where, once again, you know, squatting's great, but like it doesn't matter if you can't fucking lift in the other lifts. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to find me, get me on Instagram at Wade Mercier. Uh, W-A-D-E-M-E-R-C-I-E-R Easy enough um, But me, another guy at the gym here Aaron Maletti, one of Jake's athletes uh, Me and him doing the same meet May 22nd um, We're both kind of uh, Past Christian, Mississippi um, I don't want to You know, jinx us But I do want to put it out there Me and him are both planning on hitting some pretty insane numbers uh, for juniors. No, and y'all are both pretty much like the top of the class of the juniors. You know, like top five. Like, you might be – I don't know both of y'all's totals, but I know Aaron's, like, has junior records, definitely state records. But you guys are for sure top five in the junior – like, all the nation of the class. Absolutely, know? yeah. So it would be like, good to uh, have both you guys represent AMP and go uh, kick some ass up with that meet. Absolutely. For good sure. luck, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. So, like – Remember, like, subscribe, share, and we will talk to you guys next time. The club life, fuck that shit. Got my tone in the club life, fuck that shit. Foul blunt up on the dance floor, fuck that shit. Straight walk up to that boy life, fuck you, bitch. Slap a trick in front of bitch life, fuck that shit. Start a fight with the thickest click, fuck that shit. Yeah, kick out the bitch life, fuck that shit.